What's up, Royal Pod? It's Ricky King here, and welcome to episode one of the Royal Pod. Welcome to episode one of the Royal Pod, and as you can see, this is my first podcast, so I'm going to just tell you a little bit about myself. Um, I was born and raised in the Bronx, New York. Um, I really didn't grow up in the best place, to be honest with you. My father had left my mom when I was a baby, so she was left on her own to take care of me. But even though my mom was still working to keep a roof under our head, she struggled just a little bit. We lived in a very dangerous neighborhood, a very dangerous part in the Bronx, New York. Um, there was a lot of gang members that would hang around the block. Um, they would be selling dope. Uh, there would be a lot of like crackheads on the street. I want to say dope heads on the street. And my mom actually had Three kids to take care of, mind you. Three kids to take care of. So I can just imagine the handful we were. It was my older brother, Louis, my older sister, Jen, and myself. Um, my two older siblings, they were way, way much older than me. I was still a baby around this time, you know, still like slowly grown up. Um, but they were way older than me, much older than me. So three kids with, um, really no little help at all. You know, that's a lot of mouths to feed for a single mom. So I really do want to give props to my mom for, you know, working hard as she did just to keep a roof under our head, clothes on our back and, and food in our stomachs. I I just want to like really thank my mom for that because, you know, a lot of parents, um, a lot of single parents, sometimes they don't really do the right thing, to be honest with you. And I'm just happy that my mom just decided to work, keep her head, and focusing on us. That's what I'm really happy about. She started to get tired of New York and the things that were, like, slowly happening around our neighborhood and just in New York general. She was very tired of the gangbangers. Um, she was tired of all the dope heads and dope dealers on the street. And the main thing that really got her to move us all out of New York, um, I think it was 9-11. When 9-11 happened, uh, it really opened her eyes to the things that was happening in New York. And she realized, you know, this is... This is not really a good place for us you know she wanted us to have a better life and she felt as if new york was not going to be good enough for us so and i do want to say um r.i.p to all the people that were lost in 9-11 you know i had a few family members you know that my mom said that had passed away during 9-11 she said a few of her friends was there and passed away during 9-11, so I just want to say rest in peace to all the people 
Deborah lost during 9-11. Um, she did move us. Like I said, she did move us out of New York and she moved us to PA, you know, to give us a better life. Uh, we've been here in PA ever since. We haven't moved. But occasionally, I do tend to go back to New York because, you know, that's my roots, that's where I'm from, that's my city, and I have a lot of family members that live down there, so I do tend to go down there because I do want to see my family members. My older brother and sister, you know, they grew up, you know, they had kids while I was still growing up myself because I was still young, uh, graduated high school, thank God. A year or two later, you know, I went off to the military, I joined the Army National Guard, I'm back home, and I want to say I'm living my best life, so... You know, that's just a little bit about me, just for you guys. And, you know, actually, I actually want to talk about my podcast and what's it about. So, The Royal Pod is basically a podcast where I'm going to be talking about life stories, my life experiences. Also, I'll be sharing, you know, creepy ghost stories and stories that's happened to others. Also, I want to be giving life advice on my podcast, so if you're interested in any of the topics I just mentioned, stick around, download, and listen into the Royal Pod. So I guess you can tell what I'm going to be talking about today, uh, basically by the title of my podcast. So I'm going to just jump straight into the story and talk about my coming out story. Well, I first knew I liked girls when I was very young, but I never really acted on my emotions because... I was scared. No, 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 scratch that. I was terrified. Especially since society had a very hard time accepting gay people. Even now, society still has a hard time. But at least it's not as bad now as it was back then. You know, as a young child, in my head, I thought my family would hate me. My friends would leave me. So, is it really worth coming out? So I just kept to myself, and I kept quiet. Um, When I first came out, I first came out to my friends during high school, I want to say freshman year. And it wasn't as hard telling my friends compared to my family, which is actually amazing, to be honest with you. Um, I'm really blessed with the friends I have now because they helped me get through my problems, and they helped me getting through the rough times of when I first decided to come out. You know, they helped me learn to love myself and to not change for anybody. So I felt hella comfortable with myself. But not all my friends were happy about my sexuality, though. I want to say out of all my friends, only like two or maybe three had a problem with it. And they didn't want to be around me. But I was like, hey, I guess I didn't need them, though. So nobody else in high school, um, nor my family, actually knew I was gay, except for my friends, obviously. But um, all that changed when I met my first girlfriend, Eternity, during junior year of high school. Um, By that time, the whole school knew I was gay. You're probably thinking, what do people think about you? What did they say? Uh, But to be honest with you, I didn't really give a fuck about what people said or thought of me because, you know, I was happy with myself. But... I did get called a dyke a lot at school by most of the girls and boys at my school. But I just think some people were just mad. Because, you know, I dressed better than most of the boys at my high school. And I had the cutest girl that everyone wanted. So, a lot of people were just upset. But, again, like I said, I didn't give a fuck. But, it really did piss me off when they did call me a dyke. Because a dyke is a very disrespectful term and a 
disrespectful name that people do actually throw at lesbians a lot and I feel like it's very disrespectful and I feel like you sound ignorant as fuck when you say that shit like that's hella disrespectful um and I just didn't understand in my high school how you know a lot of them did have problems with me being a lesbian but there were a lot of people that were undercover gay like there was a lot of people that were undercover gay like my my um girlfriend at that time eternity her ex was fucking gay she was undercover though she didn't want no one to know but she was undercover but she had a problem with me being a lesbian which i didn't understand because she was bisexual herself um but no one really knew about that but at least i didn't i didn't put her name out so but um yeah i just i just felt like dyke was very disrespectful and you know if you wanna if you wanna um acknowledge me acknowledge me as a lesbian not as a dyke you can say a stud stud doesn't bother me i i actually like to go by a stud so like i was like i did say i did dress better than most of the boys in my high school um it was a little bit that happened in school um i did get in trouble a lot in school because you know me being a lesbian and me trying to like prove to people you know that i'm not one to fuck with a lot of kids tried me a lot tried me a lot of girls tried me and mostly the guys tried me um i guess the guys wanted to measure dicks with me which was stupid because i'm a female but you know if you hit me i will hit you back i really don't care if you're a guy or not but um yeah i the guys at my school were too busy trying to measure dicks with me so now um when i told my family about me liking females and stuff um i told my mom first and how that really happened was just you know one day i was in the kitchen uh, helping my mom prep food, and my girlfriend had texted me. I heard the ding in my phone. So uh, I picked up my phone, looked at it, and the text message was like, baby, can you come into my house? I want to see you. So I looked at my mom, I sucked in all the courage I had, and then I went and I asked her. I was like, um, mom, can I uh, go to my girlfriend's house? Uh, my mom, she kind of looked at me like I was crazy. She looked at me like I had grown like two heads, and I can tell she was very confused. And she looked at me and she repeated the same word, girlfriend. I looked at her and I was like, yeah, girlfriend. She didn't really ask me too many questions, just the normal ones that all parents tend to ask. Um, she just asked, uh, what was her name? How old is she? Uh, then she let me go. But before I walked out, she did stop me. She looked at me and she said, you know, I don't care if you're a lesbian. I don't care if you like girls. I don't care what your preference is, but, you know, I still love you no matter what, because at the end of the day, you are still my daughter. And that meant a lot to me, so uh, I left with a really big smile on my face. And when I told my father, my father was a whole different story. You know, he was in denial for a little bit. Uh, he didn't really believe that I was gay or that I didn't really like females. He just thought that I was just confused and um, I didn't really know what I was going through. But even though my older sister on my dad's side of the family did try to convince my father a lot of times that I was gay, um, you know, I liked the females, but my dad was very much in denial. I even told my father myself, but like I said, he was in denial. He didn't want to believe it for a while. Um, but, you know... After a while, he finally did accept the fact that 
I didn't like boys, and he was finally able to say girlfriend instead of saying your friend. Uh, so, you know, I was just very happy. I felt lucky, because to be honest with you, not most gay people get that kind of love and support from their parents. Maybe one parent might support him or her, but the other parent wants nothing to do with him or her. Or both parents don't support him and her and disown them completely. But, you know, I was blessed enough to have both of my parents love and support me. All of my family members on my dad's side, uh, you know, they felt the same way as my parents. Uh, they felt as if no matter my race, my gender, my sexuality, they would still love me, you know, for me. And, you know, I was beyond happy. Everyone on my dad's side of the family loved me because that's <laughs> that's really hard. It's like a whole family. And my dad has a really big family on his side. and But my mom's side of the family is huge. But, you know, unfortunately, most everybody on my mom's side of the family disowned me, including my older brother, Louis. My older sister, Jen, she didn't really care about my sexuality, but it hit really hard with my mom's side of the family. It was extremely hard because of my uncles, aunts, cousins, even grandparents wanted nothing to do with me, even though I spent most of my life with them. So, I mean, it still hurts to this day. You know, it's been six years, and... I'm 21 now, and I haven't talked to any member of my family. So uh, only just a few of them open up to talk to me now, but it's only just a few, and the rest just want nothing to do with me. It's actually very hard going from being around a big family, you know, having cookouts every day, um, parties once in a while, and to now barely seen anybody. To be honest, it's hard for me to say just, you know, fuck them because they're still my family, but I know my worth, and I know I don't deserve to be treated like nothing, like a disease, like most gay people are, you know, um, treated as. Most of us uh, gay people are treated like a disease in society, and that's just how my family treated me, so. And, you know, um, it really hurt me, but, you know, now I'm older, and it's like, to me, it's like, if you don't want me in your life, then that's just your loss, because I'm not going to force my way into your life. I'm not going to put myself through all that pain and that hurt. Me trying to be in your life constantly and you're just like giving me the boot, giving me the middle finger basically. Um, if you don't want me in your life, that's your loss because I know I'm a good person. And, you know, me being gay does not like, that doesn't change my personality. That doesn't change everything that that's about me. That doesn't really change nothing, so... I'm still the same goofy, funny person I've always been. So the goofy, caring person I've always been, I'm still that person to this day. Um, I just really want to let, you know, you guys know that you shouldn't be afraid of who you are. You know, no matter if you're straight, bi, gay, lesbian, transgender, you should never be afraid of yourself. And, you know, don't ever change who you are to satisfy others. Um, you should continue to be yourself and never changed. To be honest with you, someone will love you for who you are, and somebody probably already does. You just don't see it yet. So just keep that positive mindset in your in your head. Don't think, you know, people are not going to love me for me. You know, you will find people out there that will love you for you, and that's just it. You shouldn't, like, you shouldn't put a mask on. You shouldn't put a mask. You don't need a mask. Just be yourself. Don't care about what other people say or what other people think. 
just do you and be yourself. And I'm telling you, people will love you more if you be yourself than if you were to wear a mask and act like you were a different person. Just be yourself and just be positive and be happy. Trust me, I know what it's like to, you know, put a mask on and pretend to be someone you're not. Um, I know what it's like and I know what it feels like. And trust me, it's not the best feeling in the world when you have to pretend that you're somebody you're not. Um, what I learned is I would rather, like, just be myself and not worry about other people and just not worry about what other people would say. Don't put a mask on because I'm telling you, you're just going to make yourself more miserable and you're not going to really be happy with yourself. So you don't really need to wear a mask. Just be you. That's all you need to do. Don't really need to wear a mask. And, you know, the more that you lie to yourself about the person you are and who you are, you actually, you hurt yourself more than you hurt others. Because you're not feeling happy inside. Like, you're feeling like you're missing a part of yourself. Like, a part part of yourself is, like, not where it wants to be. And it's because you're faking it. So, yeah, guys. Stay true to yourself. Take off that mask. You really don't need that mask. Just be yourself. You don't have to change for nobody. And thank you guys for listening to The Royal Pod, Episode 1. And I hope you really did enjoy my little story time that I shared with you. And I really do hope my message got out to all of you that needed it the most. Make sure you stay tuned to hear my next episode on The Royal Pod every week posting on Mondays and Wednesdays. I repeat, I post on Mondays and Wednesdays. And, you know, make sure you stay tuned and make sure you watch when I finna post because, like I said, I'm going to be posting a lot of good stuff on here and a lot of stuff could really help all you guys out there that, you know, really need advice or, you know, you just want to have a little laugh and listen to some. Uh, So just make sure that you guys stay tuned in for Monday and Wednesdays. And remember, guys, stay positive, stay happy, be yourself. Love you guys. Reek and King out.